0: The NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at WYNNbet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by Coors Light. When you're sweating out your bets, make sure to grab a mountain cold refreshment. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's propbet.com. Promo code SGP. And finally, we're brought to you by the SGPN app. The NBA Finals free roll contest locks at the end of today. So make sure you get your entry in for a free shot of winning $1,000. Just enter SGPN in the App Store or Google Play Store now. Welcome to the NBA Gambling Podcast. It is Friday, June 18th. I'm recording this at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. My name is Rich. Fat baby Ryan McKee, or you could call me Ryan Rich Fat Baby McKee or Ryan McKee, the Rich Fat Baby, or the Notorious RFB. I said Notorious, I meant Notorious. Let's try that again. The Notorious RFB Rich Fat Baby. I am your host today on the NBA Gambling Podcast. We've got an amazing episode today, episode 198. Man, we are just cranking these things out. It has been less than 2 years 198 episodes can't believe we've got this great podcast that uh, I'm going to take humble credit of starting but I guess the guys over at SGPN uh what are their names I don't know Kramer and Sean Greenstacking the something anyway they uh were nice enough to give me a platform here. I love it, and the guys uh, Zach Broner, Scott Rochelle, Munaf Manji, Dan Titus—they've been awesome of uh, keeping going the episodes. We didn't get as many episodes up this week because scheduling conflicts, but expect there to be a full slate of episodes up next weekend as well. I'm just going to get right into it because we've got so much to cover. I'm going to start. With our man Scott Rochelle, he is a Brooklyn Nets fan. He's going to recap last night's game for us. He's also got a fun take on the Dallas Mavericks uh, losing their coach Rick Carlisle and how there's a betting angle on that. And then we're going to preview tonight's game 76ers, Hawks, and the Jazz, uh, LA Clippers. And we'll give you our takes, our picks on that so you can bet some money right now tonight and uh he also previews uh, scott also previews gives us we both give our take on the uh, saturday game bucks uh nets which would be the uh game seven which will be very exciting and you might be surprised on who he picks being that he is a nets fan uh spoiler alert and then the second half of this show we've got the prop bet brothers terrell Furman and jong lee they are back as they are all every friday they have Some awesome player props for tonight. We give out six of them. I even give out two of my own, and I'm feeling real good about. And then we also make our Fridays parlays. So let's get to it. Happy Juneteenth. Okay, and now I am here with my only Brooklyn Nets friend that I know. I mean, if you're growing up in New York, most people are Knicks fans. It's going to take a new generation for more Nets fans to be around, but. And after last night's game, I don't know. Scott Rochelle, how's it going, my man?
1: Doing pretty well. Even though I'm a Brooklyn Nets fan now, just to be clear, I was a New Jersey Nets fan, so I am not a bandwagoner of any kind. I have been around the bandwagon well before it was cool, so I got a front row seat to it. But as a whole, yesterday was not very good for the Nets. I believe the closest they cut it to in the second half was about five. And then after that, the wheels kind of fell off. Now, as for the game itself... I don't know if you have any points you want to make. You want me to just have the floor, but I was not surprised by what I saw yesterday. I had a decent amount of money on the Bucs, and I'm not that, I'd say, sad about the outcome because I expected it to go seven. I thought that the Nets, I was actually surprised by the amount that Durant and Harden played. I kind of thought they would pull them a little bit earlier once they got out of reach in the fourth quarter just to rest them for game seven. But am I shocked that the Bucs at home beat the Nets again? No, because Jeff Green did not go for 27 points.
0: Yeah. I mean, you just hit everything that I was going to say. I was really surprised that Harden and Durant both played 40 minutes each, um, especially Harden when he was not that effective in the second half. You could tell he was really laboring in that second half. He is just not ready to play at full game strength yet. I I commend him for being out there. Um, But when you don't have – Jeff Green hitting what did he have in uh, two games ago like six three-pointers or whatever like I think you're you not going to get that eight. a seven right you're just not going to get that from Jeff Green every game and and also Griffin had a good game two games ago and uh, not as good last night so yeah I mean I, I felt like this was going seven as well but I also thought that they would pull their stars earlier and they did not so I'm not sure what Nash is doing there
1: I think that for Harden, maybe the idea is, assuming that there's no injury setback, that Harden just needs to get reacclimated. So giving him as many minutes as possible might just help out. But I don't really know why him and Durant both played 40-something. Because you can tell with about – I know you've seen some bad choke jobs in the NBA for the last couple of days. You had the Bucs in game five. You had the Sixers in that game five, which is an all-timer. So maybe the logic was we can't officially pull everybody because crazier things have happened. But after Durant played 48 minutes the game prior, I really just thought they're going to play him maybe 36 or 37 and then just move on. But I know Reggie Miller got a lot of, uh, I'd say a lot of, uh, I'd say roasts on Twitter for his recommendation for what the Nets should do in game six. And he basically said that the Nets should bench Harden and KD And do a load management situation in game six to rest up for game seven. Now, I know in terms of competitive spirit and for ratings, that would never work because the NBA would find the Nets as much as possible because you can't bench star players when they're the only game on TV Mm -hmm. on a weekday. But I understood where he was coming from, at least more than what other people thought. People just thought Reggie Moore was an idiot. But at no point did I think as a Nets fan they were going to win game six, especially after Durant had that massive performance. In order for the Nets to win with this supporting cast, you basically need 50 from Durant. Because you know Harden's not going to give you much. You know that Joe Harris has been a lost cause in this series, which is a shame because he was so good in the regular season. And you know that Jeff Green, as good as he was in game five and this entire season, that's not sustainable of him going seven for eight from three and everything like that. So the question is, is the Nets supporting cast good enough to win a game against this Milwaukee team when Durant doesn't have one of the best performances in the history of the NBA playoffs and the answer in my opinion is no. So your argument might have been maybe if we get Harden another day or two of rest, then maybe instead of looking like he's 40% maybe he'll look like he's 60% and we can circle the wagons and win game seven so I understood that point at no point to think that Nash would ever do it, but I was not surprised the Nets got killed yesterday were you.
0: No, no. I also had quite a bit of money on the Bucks, so I wasn't uh, mad about it. I like the Nets better as a team. I want them to win. I'm rooting for Nash. As growing up a Suns fan, I can't not root for Nash. I want them to win this series. But I don't know. I, I, and I also I know both of these teams can look a little uh, Jekyll and Hyde. In this entire series, and then the whole season, so I, I, I can definitely see the Nets having a much better game tomorrow. I can see the Bucks having a much worse game. But what are you seeing? I, I I'll just real quick tell you the early money right now coming in heavy, heavy on the Knicks. It's a pick 'em I'm seeing on the spread. And uh, what
1: do you mean the Nets or the Bucks?
0: I, I, I said the. What did I say? The Knicks. You said the, the Knicks.
1: So oh, that could be either team. I'm not sure who you're talking. I, I'm assuming you
0: mean the. Nets. I've, I meant the Nets. God damn it. It's it's still too early for me. Um, the Nets, uh, money is coming in heavy on them. 70% of bets around them, 90% of money. Um, and I'm also seeing a lot of money coming in on the under 215 and a half. Where are you at with it?
1: I love the under. I was all over the under when it opened. I got it around 216 to game seven, which usually trends really, really well to the under, maybe not on the Clippers Mavericks series, but I digress either way you're looking at a situation where both offenses have had issues at various points in the series now the nets we know earlier in the season or throughout the entire regular season when healthy played one of the fastest offenses in the in the league they would go up and down they love to play in transition but with harden being unable to push any fast breaks ever at this stage with his health you could see the nets are playing basically a half court exlu- exclusive offense which eats up a ton of clock now Milwaukee can run. They also sometimes slow it down, but I love the under in this spot. If you go through the actual numbers when it comes to the offenses in the series, the Nets offense, besides the Durant 49 piece, have really been awful for the last couple of games. You can go down the line here, 89 in the last game, 114 in the Durant game, 96 against Milwaukee, and then 83 against Milwaukee. So three of the last four, they've scored less than 97. That bodes well are very well for the under. And you look at Milwaukee, Milwaukee has only scored more than 107 points one time in the series. So the fact that this total is 216, I think is way too high. I think one of these teams is not going to get to 100, probably the Nets, to be honest. But in terms of the money on the Nets, I don't get that either. Now, I know that you can make an argument that the Nets really look like a different team at home. And I wouldn't disagree with you there. But a lot of people are saying that because, well, the Bucs blew the game they should have won, so I can't see them winning at Barclays. And the argument is, why? Because they blew one game? They're clearly the better team right now. Unless Durant goes insane, from top to bottom, the Bucs have a better team. And I took the Bucs to win the series before it started. Now, of course, I looked like an idiot for about four days because because the Nets won the first two games by about 90. But the issue that you have with the Nets is when you put so much of your salary cap into three guys and two of them are either not going to play or clearly compromised because Kyrie might play, but if he is, I don't know what percentage he's going to be. But the point is your supporting cast when two of your best three guys are clearly not 100% is terrible. Do I trust Joe Harris and Jeff Green to have huge game sevens? No. And I know Giannis can walk into a free 34 points on dunks and layups. Middleton's been great. Holiday's been awful, but defensively still good. I just don't see it for the Nets. So I can understand that people are going to look at game five in their heads and go, I can't see the Nets losing in the Barclays Center. And my argument is you should ignore that game. It's in the past. Milwaukee's the better team. So why would I not take them to win game seven? What do you think?
0: Uh, I would say that I'm in total agreement with you. I'm looking right now at taking the Bucs. However, I just feel like I I don't want to bet against KD. I realized that his game five was historic level KD, historic level playoffs, uh, and they needed a historic level game for him just to pull that out, plus a Jeff Green game that you're just not going to get again, seven for eight from three, 27 points. My only only hesitation is – is Harden a little bit better next game? If he, if Harden can just be, I don't know, 75% of what Harden can be, do they win that game?
1: I think you can make an argument. Yes, of course, but you still need Durant to go for 35 to 40. Now the thing about Harden is he had 16 points yesterday. I thought he looked pretty good in the first half, second half, he completely fell apart, but so did the entire team. So I'm not going to criticize Harden for that, but The thing you have to keep in mind is what you think Harden's ceiling is when it comes to scoring for a game at about 70%. I think his ceiling is probably 20 points, and I think that's being pretty generous. I think he'll probably go for what he did in the last game, 15, something like that. So my question for you is if Durant puts up 40 and Harden puts up 15, that's 55. I don't Mm -hmm. know how many points you think the Nets need in order to win game seven. But who else is going to score for this team? Because you got 55 points and you probably need another, I'd say, 50 to have at least a shot to win this game. And I don't know if the supporting cast can get them 50.
0: Definitely check out uh, sportscomingpodcast.com for my updated picks against the spread every day. I'll have that tomorrow. Also, uh, check in on the SGPN Slack channel. Hit up Scott for his picks if you uh, like. I'm sure you're always on there and ready to talk to anybody about betting. So we are both definitely leaning on the under uh, 215 and a half, really like that. And um, I'm leaning bucks because you talked me into it, but you're definitely taking bucks.:
1: The thing is, as a Nets fan, I hope I'm wrong, but looking at this roster, unless Bootenhoser has another all-time fireable offense game that he had like in game five, Milwaukee should easily win this game. The blueprint for game six has been there the entire time and it seems like Giannis finally realized if I only take two jump shots the entire game I can still go for 35 and we'll still win the game pretty easily so the only thing that was stopping the Bucks earlier in the series was Giannis settling for too many jump shots and Drew Holiday doing whatever he's doing and Holiday's still going to do whatever he's doing I believe he went one for 10 from three so he's got to relax a little bit but if be honest, the limits the jump shots Milwaukee just has too much talent
0: And now for a quick break to hear a word from our sponsor and we'll be right back. WinBet is bringing you the action of real sports betting with the Win Las Vegas Experience. Get in on all your favorite teams, players and sports games. Generous promos, odds and parlays are happening right now at WinBet. Get started today and you'll receive a special offer of up to $500 risk-free bet. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today where you can find 76ers versus the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, You can see that line right now at the uh, Sixers minus three. I like that. Go ahead and use your risk-free $500 sports bet on that. Again, that's wynnbet.com and download the app today. Now that we're coming back from the pandemic, everything is just go, go, go all the time. It is nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. What happened to our laid back pandemic world? Well, work, friends, family they all want to see you a million pressing social issues and an expectation to be on 24 sometimes 24 7 sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit reset and that's when you reach for a cold cold coors light It is made to chill. I took a break on Monday, went over to, I'm in Cleveland right now, seeing my in-laws. They are people who love to drink here in Cleveland, and so they love a good Coors Light. I drank multiple Coors Lights at the Cleveland Indians game that I went to on Monday, where, uh, I I drank so many Coors Lights, don't even remember who they played. I gotta be honest with you, but it was a really good time. I don't. I guess well, this is the basketball podcast. I don't even know why I'm calling about baseball. I don't know anything about baseball. Um, there's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that is Coors Light. The mountains on the bottle and cans even turn blue when it's cold. That way, you know when it's always time to chill. And let's be honest, it's always time to chill. So Coors Light is the only one that I choose to unwind. When it's time for you to hit reset, reach for that made to chill beer brewed in the Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and make sure to always celebrate responsibly. Okay, uh, before we started, you said that you have a good gambling take on the Uh, Dallas Mavericks losing Rick Carlisle. And then we will get to our picks for the 76ers, Hawks and Jazz Clippers games tonight. So let's go. What do you got? Dallas Mavericks gambling take.
1: Well, this is kind of just a fun take. I don't know if people know this, but it's also a mix of the fact that Dallas also fired their general manager and Donnie Nelson a couple of days ago. And there's been a little bit of a rift in the front office that's been going on that Luca actually talked about publicly, but he never actually went into detail. So Donnie Nelson got fired. And he claimed that he did not exactly like his role with the Mavericks because he felt that there was a, another guy who was kind of being viewed as Mark Cuban's new number two guy instead of him. And that guy, I'm going to try not to butcher his name, but it's uh, definitely, I'd say, European-based. Harabolus Vulgaris. I think I that. Well, he goes that
0: by... Everybody calls him Haralabob. He he, was, he used to be, uh, before he started working for the Dallas Mavericks. he used to be a regular on the Bill Simmons podcast.
1: Yes, but the point is, is that he actually has a gambling background. He mm-hmm. was a sports better in the 80s and 90s, and Mark Cuban brought him in as a consultant roughly three years ago, and he has had a lot of influence on the actual team, whether it involves some front office decisions, whether it involves the actual starting lineups on teams. For individual games. So he is a pretty prominent role. And Donnie Nelson apparently was sick of it because he got annoyed that Cuban was taking a gambler's input more than his own. And I am curious if the Carlisle resigning had to do with the fact that maybe he doesn't exactly like this gambling guy either. Because as a head coach, you have a guy with no professional background handing you the starting lineup card. I do think that's kind of interesting. I am kind of wondering if that might have been a factor in his firing. As for gambling, you talk about next coach odds and stuff like that, but I don't really have any information on that. I just found it pretty interesting that the root of the issue going on with Dallas might involve a former gambler. That's yeah, kind of my no. gambling take on that.
0: I, I love it. I love it. I mean, I feel like that's aspirational for all of us D-gens out there. If Haralabov can go from sports gambler, to I mean, a very successful sports gambler to becoming a uh, the number two man at, at the Dallas Mavericks organization. Um, I think that's great. I mean, really, he's an analytics guy like a John Hollinger. He just comes from at it from a different background.
1: I just tried to put a gambling spin on it and I thought, you it know, was- I
0: love it. I love it. I love it. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. All right. Um, let's get into tonight's games. We've got the 76ers after blowing a horrible, horrible game in uh, the last game. They are up for going home right now in Atlanta. I am seeing right now the money or the line is uh, the line opened at Sixers minus one and a half. It's now at Sixers minus three, Uh, 62% of the bets and 69% of the money is on the Sixers minus three. Uh, 221 and a half is the total. The over has uh, 72% of the bets and 77% of the money on it. I am going with the Sixers. I don't think they go home. I talked about this a little bit more in the section I do with uh, the prop bet brothers, but where are you going with this 76ers Hawks game and why?
1: So I have a very, very interesting take on this game. uh, Just from a spread perspective, As for the side, I kind of agree with you, but Doc Rivers over 48 minutes. I'm not exactly a fan of that angle, just because at some point you feel like Philly might fall apart no matter how much they're actually up by. But looking at Philly, there is one spot I like, and it is the first quarter. I like Philly either minus a half or minus one and a half in the first quarter, depending on where you can chop around. And the main reason why, in order to actually blow leads – You need to have some leads, and Philly's very, very good at opening up some leads early in games. If you look at this individual series, they've, of course, played five games. This is game six. Atlanta was great in game one in the first quarter. However, game two, game three, game four, and game five, Philly has led by at least eight points after the first quarter. They have been really good at getting off the hot starts against this Atlanta team. And now the current spread, of course, is based on the full game spread, so they kind of priced that in accordingly. But if Philly is going to get off to a hot start, which they should, because if they fall behind early in Atlanta, it's curtains. Game's just over at that point. I think Embiid, who has issues with his stamina, always does well in the beginning of games because he's well-rested. And then everything kind of falls apart in the second half. But Philly's in a must-win game. As you said, it's an elimination game. And if you look at how they've done in the first quarter in games this series, they have been dominant. So I do think looking at the first quarter spread is definitely where I'm going to put some of my money on tonight.
0: Ooh, I like that a lot. I like betting first quarters, as uh, listeners of this podcast will let you know. Um, So I'm all on that. I like that bet a lot. Any hesitation on the 76ers not being quite as good on the road overall this season?
1: I would say no, because you can make that case, but the issue you have there is that the 76ers have still performed pretty well on the road in this series. You look at game three, they won handily. You look at game five. They, uh, not game five, sorry. You look at game four, they should have won. They're mm-hmm. up, what, 18 points in the second half and fell apart? So, no, I'm not that concerned because people might look at the road record in the regular season, but in the playoffs so far, they always look pretty good on the road. They You could argue, or it's not even an argument, they should be sweeping Atlanta on the road in this series because they should have won game four. <laughs> I mean, they, they fell apart in game four. And that if that if they had won that game, the road argument wouldn't be a case anymore. So people really bring it up because of their of what happened in the series. But no, they've been up double digits in the last two games, including one road game there. I am not concerned by the road record.
0: All right, so you like uh, the 76ers against the spread first quarter. Next game tonight, uh, or the last game tonight, Utah Jazz at the L.A. Clippers. Could be an elimination game for the Jazz. We've got uh, the spread right now, Jazz minus one and a half. 69% of bets are on the Jazz, but only 63% of the money is on the Jazz. So that sharp money, that whale money coming in on the Clippers. Um, And I am seeing that a huge uh, disparity in the money is coming in on the under 218 and a half. Uh, Where are you with this game?
1: Truth is, I got no idea. And it's mostly involving the Donovan Mitchell news because he I don't know how much you think he's exaggerating and how much is legitimate, but he makes it sound like he's having some serious problems with his leg and i know that he's going to play i know he's questionable but realistically it's an elimination game i'm assuming mitchell's gonna play i don't know about conley though but mitchell you saw how much of a non-factor he was in the last game really didn't do anything and he's been battling injuries all series long he re-aggravated it i believe in game three he's been playing through it he's still been putting up some pretty good numbers but if mitchell's not at 100 percent utah's in serious trouble but on the other hand Clippers have no Kawhi Leonard. So if Mitchell was healthy, I would have easily taken Utah in this spot. But with Mitchell being easily less than 100%, maybe even around 70% or so, I don't know who to take in this side, to be honest, because the Clippers proved in the last game they have a good enough supporting cast to at least hold the fort against a less than 100% Utah team. But this Clippers team we saw against Dallas are a bunch of lunatics. I don't know what to expect from this team. I mean, they couldn't win a home game until game seven against Dallas. And I think we'd agree <laughs> that the Clippers were significantly more talented than that Dallas team.
0: Absolutely. And I'm with you. I don't know what to think. I hate to bet on PG-13 to come up big in two huge games in the playoffs. I think Pandemic P could rear his head again, but I don't want to bet on that. So that is why I'm definitely betting on the under. If I take any bets at all, where are you on the betting side of
1: it? I was thinking under two, but the issue I have is the fact that both teams shoot so many three pointers at usually such a good clip that if you have a first quarter, like you had last game where they combined for about 73 points, you can just rip up your under ticket in the first 10 minutes of the game. So I think that even though the idea and why I'd lean under is because of the fact that the injuries are going to play a factor in the spot, of course. But both of these teams can just shoot the lights out at any given time. I am concerned that if the three-point defense is not there, and with Gobert on the court, the three-point defense has not been there because the Clippers going small have torched the Jazz on the three-point line. I think that's what's given me a little bit of a reservation, but it's either under or pass for me. I can't take the over in the spot.
0: Got it. I hear you. All right, Scott, thank you so much for joining me again early in the morning. Uh, Tell people where they can find you and uh, what you want to plug.
1: So you can find me at Reichel radio, R-E-I-C-H-E-L radio, one word on Twitter. Other than that though, doing editing for the sports gambling podcast network also have some fantasy football stuff coming out. Ended up doing my projections for the upcoming season, some power ranking stuff like that. And I believe that was posted yesterday. So if you're into fantasy football and you want to get an early start on the competition, I have some ratings that might help. Absolutely.
0: Check out Scott's writing over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. I used to be his editor. He's a great writer, very knowledgeable football, basketball. He knows his shit. So definitely check him out and follow him on Twitter, at Rachelle Radio. Uh, all right, Scott, talk to you soon. And just a reminder before we get to our next segment, you need to download the SGPN app. It is live right now, and you can get all the best stuff, podcasts, pics, articles, everything that makes SGPN So Great is available now in one place on our app. It's in the App Store and Google Play Store. It gives you easy access, again, to all our picks and podcasts. Plus, the app is the exclusive way to enter the SGPN contest, including the SGPN $1,000 NBA Finals. I can't even talk today. Including our SGPN $1,000 NBA Finals free roll, and that ends today friday the 18th so make sure to go download that right now and enter for free it costs you nothing all you have to do is download an awesome app just download the app hit the contest tab and you are on your way to taking home one thousand dollars if you win so don't forget to toss us up an app review because guys we're giving you stuff for free and it's an awesome app and uh who doesn't love sports betting so uh you know Give us a review, give us a uh, rating. Can't wait to uh, hear what you guys think of it. So again, download the SGPN app today. Okay, and now it is time for Crystal Ballers. Crystal Ballers is presented by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports books. Head to PropSwap.com and use promo code SGP for up to $500 in extra bonus cash. Now I'm looking into my Crystal Ball. and I don't even have to really look into my Crystal Ball. That's just part of this segment. I'm going to tell you what I actually bought yesterday on PropSwap with my uh, free bonus that I was able to get. So uh, I went kind of crazy with a total degen parlay that I found. Uh, It's a six part parlay with Alabama to win the uh, championship, college football championship the suns to win the western conference which that's pretty close the vegas golden knights to win the stanley cup which they're still in it belgium to win group b of the euro 2020 uh they're the favorite to win it all i think uh chicago white Sox to take the al pennant again i don't know anything about baseball but they're doing well and my Arizona Cardinals to win the NFC West. That's just the division. They just have to win one their division. I put down thirty-four dollars. I uh I I didn't it I bet no wait, what am I saying? I bid thirty-four dollars. And because uh, they were asking for like $60 or something like that, and I was like, nah, I'll bid $34, see if they take. They took my bid. They don't even have to go and buy the ticket that it was listed for. Just bid on it and see if they'll take it. Uh, so that's $34, and if that six-part DGEN Parlay hits, uh, I win $5,005. That's $34 to win $5,000. So, uh, I mean, hey, that's pretty amazing. And if you want to get, and I use the free money I got from my SGP bonus signing up. So it costing me nothing, not even $34. So uh, here's the thing go to propswap.com. Don't think about it. Just go there right now, put down some money, get some free money up to $500 and get some free futures. They're fun. And even if you're like, ah, I don't do futures, they're not a good investment, it's free. It's free, is what we're telling you. You have something to look forward to in your life, okay? So, uh, for all your favorite futures, make sure to head to propswap.com, use promo code SGP for up to $500 in bonus cash. And now, the Prop Bet Brothers. Okay, you've heard of the Property Brothers, but now I have the Prop Bet Brothers, Jong all day long, Lee and Terrell, Furious Furman. How's it going, guys? what's
2: up ready for another day
0: oh uh, you sound hey, excited
2: <laughs> <Another> day, <laughs> what's
3: going dollar. on everybody what's uh, going on is... what's going on happy father's day weekend happy juneteenth weekend everybody for sure. yeah
0: absolutely i don't you know what i've got to be honest i don't know what juneteenth is
3: oh okay cool we do a little quick little history lesson so juneteenth is the day that the last slave was freed so you oh, know really? the emancipation yeah, so you know the emancipation population um declared that all slaves were free, but that didn't always that didn't get around to everywhere in the South. And so Juneteenth is recognized in 1865 as the day that the last slave was freed.
0: Oh, wow. See, that is really, I, it shows my ignorance on history for sure. Um, yeah, because my, the Action Network where I work gave us today day off, and I was like, oh, I, I need to look that up, because this is the first time I've got it in the day off, and I like that it's being recognized more widely.
3: Yeah, yeah, it just became a federal holiday, so um, I got the day off too, being in the military, we always get federal holidays off, so uh, it's a good, good cause to celebrate, going out, go out, get you a little cookout food, something like that, enjoy the day
0: absolutely absolutely there are no days off here at the nba gambling podcast that we had to at least record today and uh get you guys some good prop bets some good fridays parlays and uh, then after this i'll immediately go out get a cookout and uh, learn more about juneteenth um okay so terrell Let's start with you. We've got two games tonight. Uh, we've got the 76ers and the Hawks, the Jazz, and the Clippers. Could be closeout games for both uh, both series. But where are you going with on the player props?
3: Um, For the player props, I am going, let's start with the first game, Atlanta and the 76ers. Again, you know, guys, I love to keep it simple, man. I'm going to bias Harris over 21 and a half points. The man had four, four points in that closeout game. Well, not closeout Ooh. game, but in that last game against the last yeah. Four. Before that, 20, 22, 22, 20. Like that's, I, I, he's got to regress back to the mean. He has, he scored around 20 these entire playoffs, even going back to the last series. Um, you know, points games ended in 28, 21, 20, 19, 37. I think he got it. He he can get over this mark and they're going to need him if they're not going to go home. I don't think the 76ers are going home today. I think that they're going to go into Atlanta, scrap scrap with them a little bit. It's going to be a tough, close game, but uh, Tobias Harris has the chance to redeem himself after that low outing last, last game. So I got Tobias Harris over 21 and a half points. That's at minus 108 in my book.
0: Yeah. What did you see in the last game from him? Because honestly, he felt like he he disappears a lot of games to me, um, especially when he even when he has 20 points. Sometimes I forget he's on the floor. He kind of has like an uninspiring 20 points, but really he disappeared last game. What, what did you see from him?
3: He's such a melatonin basketball player. Like mm-hmm. that's the definition of Tobias Harris. He's just a melatonin basketball player. He just goes out there and does what does what you need and sometimes he just has bad shooting outputs he was two for 11 last game and I just got to think that he's going to hit a more closer to 50% of his shots um he's and he's just like the child he's like Doc's child mm-hmm. Doc knows exactly how to treat Tobias Harris he's always gotten the best output by Tobias Harris that's why Tobias Harris is having you know one of his great um, team seasons with this team, this uh, mm-hmm. doc team, because doc is just like, pop doc. He's taking them. He's like, Hey, son, I really need you to go out there and give him 20 points. And Tobias here is just like, all right, dad, I'm not going to let you down. I'm not going to let you down. <laughs> and last game he let dad down. And I'm sure that he's going to try to bounce back from it. So uh, I think Tobias is going to go out there and just give a quiet 22, 23 points. That's really going to help this Sixers team with Ben Simmons, low scoring output.
0: Absolutely. All right. Well, hey, I, I'm with you. I could, I like a good bounce back game. I like betting on players who had a bad game previously and uh, to bounce back. What do you got for your next prop?
3: All right. For the other one, I'll give you Reggie Jackson over two and a half threes. I'm not 100% certain why the number is still kind of floating around two and a half, but I'll take it. It's You've got to put a little bit of juice on it. I got it at minus 140. So comes at a little bit of a price, but I think it's a good bet. Um, he's shooting 42% at home, guys. Uh, it's over the season, 42% at home in 23 minutes. His uh, minutes output is going to go up by at least uh, at least up to 30, 32, 33 minutes uh, with Kawhi being out this game. Um, Tyloo already reporting Kawhi is not playing. So Kawhi being out this play, and he's going to get a lot more usage. He's going to get a lot more output. And the Sixers are going to try to do a lot more things with him. Um, so I expect him to at least knock down two and a half. He's knocked this down in all, every single playoff game except two. So every single playoff game this season except two. He has hit, hit over this prop. I think that he's good for at least three or four today.
0: All right. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, cause he looked good in the last game and he was shooting from three pretty well. What did he have? Uh, three or four three pointers from the last game, right? uh i know he was second. shooting I way could, more i had it right here yeah so hold on i could tell you
3: his output for the whole playoffs really so he had he had three last game so here it goes it goes three zero five four three 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 six three four three zero so two games he didn't hit a single three and if he did hit a three he hit more than two and a half so I think I'll take the um the odds on that one. He's averaging 1.8 for the season on 4.1 attempts. So I think that uh with the uptake in minutes, he'll get more, more opportunities and he'll get more
0: chances to knock him down. Ooh, I like that a lot. I'm definitely betting that one because they are really gonna need him for scoring tonight, uh, without Kawhi again. And uh if you think pandemic P is gonna make a unforeseen,
3: uh an unforeseen um a rival to the game tonight, then he's de- they're definitely gonna need his scoring output to state even anywhere close to this game. So I like yeah. RG Jackson over two and a half threes.
0: I'm definitely not putting any bets on Paul George tonight because I just feel like trying to bet him to be good two games in a row in the playoffs in close in a closeout game nonetheless. I don't have faith in that for sure.
3: Yeah I I I want to have faith but every time every time i hit paul george for the over it goes under and then every time i just stay away from him he goes way over so i, I can't get a read on him
0: absolutely all right jong what do you got for your player props
2: speaking of uh, players you don't have faith in um i'm i'm going to harken back to ben simmons um, um i'm not sh- i'm not sure how many you know 76ers fans are having faith in that guy um oof. not just free throws um, but just scoring points, being aggressive. So my first prop of the day, I don't like doing this much, but McKee, I've been doing this, what, two, three weeks in a row. I'm going under, and I'm going under on Ben Simmons, 7.5 rebounds, minus 103 odds currently. So here is the angle that I want to, you know, kind of um, attack. Ben Simmons, um, rebound wise has in this series alone four three four 12 and four that's you know you know the 12 was an anomaly um but that's an average of 5.4 now you're taking a look at the 7.5 rebounds line 5 point4 7.5 you know the average is only 5.4 because of that anomaly you know on the 12. that's two rebounds less than the seven point rebound line. Now, you know, you can tell me, you can accuse me of being cute with this, you know, rebound prop, <laughs> but I'm not the one being cute. Doc Rivers is the one putting Ben Simmons on Trey Young. And when he's on Trey Young, he's farther away from the rim. And when he's farther away from the rim, you're not getting those rebounds. So give me Ben Simmons under 7.5 rebounds. The rebounds are going to Embiid, Dwight, Tobias, even Seth Curry are getting rebounds, not Ben Simmons. And that kind of speaks to the, the faith i don't have in ben simmons but you know i want to cash i want to cash ben simmons under 7.5 rebounds lock it in yeah stop
3: being cute john tell
2: him stop stop being
0: cute john stop being so cute john uh you got so cute no i i really like that i didn't see that and i absolutely one of the things i was going to mention when i bring out my props is that seth curry is getting a lot more rebounds he had seven rebounds in the last game and I cannot wait to fade Ben Simmons after what he did to me last game. I mean, I had him for the over points, rebounds, and assists at 29, and he didn't even get anywhere close to that. No. You were smart. You bet him over on the assists. What was it? Over a seven and a half? Seven and, and a half. Now that exactly at seven
2: and a half in Philly, I'm 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 willing to take that. But I I do sometimes when I see over eight and a half assists, I stay away from that. And when it's away from, you know, Philly, I'll stay away from that. So in this today's, you know, prop, I'm going with a rebounds prop rather than an assist prop, which has been good to me. But I'm going
0: rebounds prop today. I think that they start, if I'm Atlanta too, I start targeting Simmons in that second quarter or second half, just hack a Simmons, right? Hack a Ben. And because he is in his head now with those free throws, and I think that that could affect his overall game for sure. Absolutely. I love it. Okay. Uh, What do you got for your second prop?
2: My second prop is, so I I tried to look at the Clippers game, and I didn't see any Zubach props um, being listed. So if there was any Zubach props being listed, I I was going to definitely take the under on that um, because Clippers has gone – more small ball. They put more man. <laughs> Playoff Rondo is in the in the lineup. So they gone more 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 small ball rather than um, um big. However, I want to look at Nicholas Batum. um, uh, Nicholas Batum, the prop I'm looking at is under 19.5 points, rebound assist. I'm looking at minus 120 odds, um, depending on your sports book, of course. Um, he's hit um Over this mark, so I'm going under, but he's hit over this 19 points rebound assist in two of his last 11 games. Um, He's been one out of nine or 10 games in versus Utah this entire season. And you know, Kawhi has been doing load management throughout the season in 19 games. Without Kawhi, with his load management, he's averaged 14 points rebound assist. So he's only surpassed this 19.5 in three games without Kawhi. So this 19.5 points, rebound, assist under is something I'm looking. I hope the numbers aren't, aren't lying to me. I'm riding with the trend here. Nicholas Batum under 19.5 points, rebound, assist. The last couple of games, it's been a little dicey because he, he he's had 17 and 18, maybe even 19. Um, however, you know, it's all about that spice. Right. And so I'm going under, under 19.5 seems like the right trend. I'm riding with that Nicholas platoon.
0: Who is this person giving us two unders (laughs) you all season long. We were asking you for player props. You were always on the over saying life's too short to (laughs) bet unders we get in the playoffs. You do have a couple of weeks of giving us one under a week and now both unders.
2: I think you said it best. I've I've, I've matured throughout the season, and as, you go, as 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 you go as you get to Game Six and Game Seven, things start being you know locked down, start being slower, and so I, you know points aren't going to be that much. I don't see them coming from Batoon. so under double under today.
0: Wow, this is down. like this is like a season of Dawson's Creek. We've seen you mature over the season <laughs> into a a true sharp better. Love to see that. Terrell, you just said in our chat that you have some breaking news. Let's hear it.
3: Breaking news. Da-da-da, da-da-da. Yeah. Okay. So, no, uh, it has nothing to do with anybody still in the playoffs, but the Celtics are trading Kimball Walker, the 16th what? overall pick and a 2025 second round pick to Oklahoma City for Al Horford. He's going back. Al Horford, <laughs> Moses Brown, and a 2023 second round pick. Woes just dropped the Wolves bomb. So Kemba, a first-round pick and a second-round pick for Al Horford, Moses Brown, and the second-round pick.
0: Wow. Wow, that is insane. One broken-down player for another broken-down player, but I guess Al Horford got most of the season off, so he looked pretty good in the few games I saw him play in Oklahoma City.
3: So-
2: it wasn't
0: wasn't with, with Kyrie leaving Boston,
2: then they brought in Kemba. Now they've... Mm-hmm. You know, you know, trade away Kemba essentially, and then bring back Horford. Yeah, come on, bro,
3: come on. Uh, I guess this is the the first move in the Brad Stevens era. Um, to get rid of Mm -hmm. Kemba's dead weight. I've been saying that you know the Hornets Kemba was different than the Celtics Kemba, but uh, and I guess I can't fade. Um, I can't fade the Celtics against any center anymore next season. Um, all all year they were just burnt cooked chicken against centers centers were going off against them now they get Al Horford and Moses Brown who's really good actually um mm-hmm. but imagine if they just paid Al Horford the first time I know Al Horford sitting there like come on guys you just wasted both of our time I could have been I could have stayed in Boston I wouldn't had to move wouldn't have to get a new place nothing like that I'd have been to Philly I'd have been to Oklahoma City like you guys could have just paid me the first time that was it
0: yeah, they really should have just paid him the first time. Would have been easier for everybody. He went to Philadelphia, where he was a bad fit next to Embiid, and I agree. That's uh, it was not for th- the team for him. He should have been in Boston all along. Um, all right, well, let's get to my two player props, and I am going with the same player for both of these. Uh, Seth Curry. I, I bet <laughs> him last game, and gosh, I just he played so well and i've been enjoying betting him all season on player props and i am i mean i'm i'm touting seth over steph right now give me a shirt i i will wear it we've got my first one is uh seth curry points rebounds and assists over 21 and a half that's at minus 116 on my book he absolutely crushed that last game he had 36 points alone. He's hit over that mark in over 85% of games in the playoffs in the 10 games. He's hit that um every time but once in this particular series. And I'm betting that just based on how hot he looked last game, he could not miss. He was 7 for 12 from 3. He uh again I said he had 36 points. He had 7 Uh, rebounds which is more rebounds than he's had in any other game i think this season and he had zero assists which is the first time all all playoffs that he's had zero assists so you got to think he's going to pick up at least a couple more assists this time around uh, because they're going to be keying in on him trying to chase him off the three-point line i like seth curry over 21 and a half points rebounds and assists uh john what do you think about that one
2: uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean if uh if Phillies has any you know chance of you know forcing a game seven, especially on the road, and B's gonna get his, Seth's gotta get his too. So yeah, yeah. I I got no I got no qualms with that. I, I can't complain about that prop. Yep,
3: absolutely.
0: Terrell, are you in or out on that one? Oh man, I am in. Hey,
3: do you guys have y'all seen
0: the Curries at any of these
3: games? I don't think I have. They they're at every every single Steph game in the playoffs. They they do a family shot. You see the whole family sitting down, anything. I don't think I've ever seen them at any of these games. Of course, Seth has to go off. Seth has to prove to his family, hey, you guys should have came to my games too. I can be an MVP too. All that blah blah blah. blah. So no, yeah, I'm completely all over Seth today. I love it.
0: I bet they I bet they're at this game tonight, right? I mean, it's a, it's a Friday night in Atlanta. That's a little closer to Charlotte where his parents are located. I guess.
3: Man, I don't know. I have it. I'm just saying they got it like that. Steph was Steph was all the way on the other side of the country and they were at every game, so I don't want to hear that. <laughs> they got to show up. Well, I agree man, with when that. It's in Atlanta. No, 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 no.
2: Especially especially when uh Seth is married to Doc Rivers' daughter, right? So come on, man! You got gotta bring
3: the family up for that. Oh, he is. He is. Wow. Cali, Rivers, and they're really, Rivers. That's yo, Seth. Seth is like the only stepchild. They're really not showing up to the games. Yeah.
0: <laughs> this is crazy. Uh, yeah. I mean, I hope. I hope that they maybe they're there and they're just not showing them for some reason. No, that they would have to show them. You're right. Um. All right. So my, um, I'm sticking with Steph. This is, uh, I said Steph, I meant Seth. I'm sticking with Seth Curry. He is, uh, this is going to be more of a long shot, but as well as he was shooting from three, I think they need his scoring again tonight. That was a big problem for them when he started slowing down in the second half and Embiid started slowing down. He's going to need to step up and hit more threes. I like him over, I'm taking the over three and a half, three-pointers that's at plus 131 so that's a nice little payday obviously higher risk um but I feel like I'm gonna cash that 21 and a half so I'm willing to take a little more risk with this three and a half over three and a half threes at plus 131 he's only hit that three times in the playoffs but again he had seven last game he had 12 attempts I think that that remains so uh Give me the higher odds, the bigger payout, the plus money. John, what do you think?
2: Uh, that's plus, plus odds is what I what I live for, right? Gets get my juice is flowing, and you know, at at seven three pointers last game, and I only need four, and that's his main shot anyway. Shooting three, yeah, I love it. Plus odds, yeah, it's it's worth uh it's worth the risk there. So. Give me, give me the over three and a half. Give me four. That's all I need. Get it by the yeah. third quarter, right?
0: So. Right. I mean, he was shooting fifty-eight percent last game. He shot fifty percent from three the game before. He just uh needs to take some more attempts, and he will be there. Terrell.
3: Hey man, you know who sub's primary defender is? Ice Trey Young, man. I'm I'm taking mm-hmm. any prop if Trey Young is your primary defender. So. Yeah, I love Seth today. I think that he'll definitely get it. Look for a few of those in transition as well. I think the Sixers are going to uh, really try to move today and really get the ball around and up and down the court. Uh, they're not trying to go home. Doc Doc sees what's going on in the league. If y'all haven't been paying attention, everybody and anybody is getting kicked out of their coaching position. It don't matter if you've been there 13 years. It don't matter if you've been there one year. You was getting fired. It doesn't matter. We got two people that got fired their first year. Doc knows that hey, they are not scared enough, scared, too scared to fire me. So Doc is not letting them boys, um, not letting them boys go home today. And I think that his son-in-law is definitely going to be a big part of that as well. I like that prop.
0: Like that. All right, let's quickly go through our Friday's parlays, and I'll let you guys get out of here for the big Juneteenth weekend. John, let's start with you. What do you got for your Friday's parlays?
2: I'm actually gonna go um all moneyline here. Um underdog actually just 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 for a shot. So um I was thinking maybe taking the Hawks plus three, but I actually want to make the odds a little better. So I'm gonna take the Hawks money line plus one thirty. So Hawks money line. Uh Clippers money line at home, close it out plus one oh five before they go back to Utah where you know it, it is considered the hardest place to play, right? Um or, or at least there's you know a great home field advantage there, home court advantage. Brooklyn Nets, um it's a pick'em right now. So it's essentially a money line. And then and then under 215 and a half. Uh, so I am looking at possibly
0: 30 gets you 485
2: in that range
0: oh nice nice all right uh and we can put that on the nba slack channel the sgpn slack if you're not already on it go check that out if you want a recap of jong and terrell and my parlays uh terrell let's let's get it what do you got
3: all right um three-teamer not too big uh plus 420 on the odds but uh Let's do the Philadelphia 76ers money line. I don't think they go home tonight. I think we go to a game seven. Uh, Doc, Doc is, I wouldn't say he's coaching for his job just yet, even though we've seen first year coaches getting um, fired this year. But I think that this is this is a really big game for him, especially coming off last postseason. He doesn't want to uh, lose his game after that last output last game. So uh, 76ers money line. Um, hopping back my prop. I love Reggie Jackson over two and a half threes today. I think that he can hit three. I think they're going to call on him. He's going to need a big game. I'm not 100% certain if they can pull it out, but I'll take the prop over two and a half threes. And then going into tomorrow, Nets, Moneyline, winning game seven in Brooklyn, go on to the Eastern Conference Finals. And that will get you about plus 420
0: odds. I like it. I like it. Okay, real quick and I'm going to be with Terrell on this side of things for the 76ers. I'm taking the 76ers money line. I'm with you. I don't think this series ends. They were so far ahead in the last game and they just blew it. I don't think that happens twice. I am taking the over 221 and a half for that total on that game. 76ers Hawks. I think uh there's going to be a lot of scoring in Atlanta tonight. Really like that over. I am taking the Utah Jazz minus one and a half. Similar to uh the other series. I don't think that this game that this series ends in six. I think that the Jazz extend this. They are the superior team as a whole and I'm not going to bet on uh playoff Paul George. So jazz and then I'm gonna take the under on that game at 219 and a half. This is really just me betting with the sharp money that I saw this morning on all these picks. So I put $20 on that to win $207. Uh, all right. Prop Bet Brothers, I need to let you go. Uh sign off for me here. John, you first.
2: righty, So um, you know, if you have you know join the Slack? Definitely join join the Slack. Uh, we post all our picks there. So just do it. Get our Friday parlays. Ho- hopefully there's a good uh um prop you know profit here today. So see Absolutely. you guys.
0: Absolutely. And John, where are you on Twitter? Twitter,
2: uh, night and Vic seven. It is unlocked, guys. It is. unlocked. Oh,
0: all right. No more. Uh, he, he's public. Uh, Terrell, what do you got?
3: Hey, man, look, I'm just trying to tell you, everybody be safe out here. I said it earlier. It don't matter if you've been coaching in this league one year. It don't matter if you've been coaching this league 13 years. You are getting fired this season. Doc, don't get fired. But you probably done already messed up your chance and probably going to get fired. We'll see. We might be able to get another season out of you. Giannis, I'm an, matter of fact, ooh, okay. I'm I'm gonna end my I'm gonna end my sign off with Giannis here because it's a number of things. One, Giannis, I need you to get a new bag. I need you to be able to do more than just go downhill. You got to be able to, to pull up jumper, a step back, something. I need you to get a bag because it is you easier to read than a children's book right now. Um second, the fans. Congratulations to the fans. Best thing I saw yesterday. Counting off Giannis' is 10 seconds at the free throw line, and then he made it. And then he also made it. They do that. Right. Thanks, Every Terrell sort of
0: time, and Jong. I'll talk to you guys next so, week. Appreciate y'all. Ball because I'm check I'm
3: gonna out the right. Go